16 past 7 on Radio Veritas. Today we've got something very, very special for you. A good friend I have whom I met about, ooh, what, 30 years ago, Dominican priest called Father Dominic Delay, is a film producer. He makes films. He lives in California. And he visited us uh, in South Africa. He's actually here at the moment. He's going around the country with a choir. But I thought while he was here, let me speak to Dominic about his life and... Uh, see what he has to share with us. So, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview that I had with him a couple of days ago. Matins with Father Emma. Well, today I'm very honored to have with me an old friend. An old friend, Dominic, isn't it? Where we met so many, many years ago. How old were you when we met? Not as old as you. <laughs> I think I was 25. 25. And I think that was 30 years ago. That's right, exactly. You, yeah. You were a little bit different 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my guest is uh, Father Dominic DeLay, who is a Dominican priest from the United States. He lives in the, the western part of the States. He lives in another country called California. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've sure. always said, you know, Dominic, uh, they could put a wall between California Trump should rather forget about building a wall between mm-hmm. Mexico and the United States, but build mm-hmm. a wall between California and the rest of the states. Yeah. I mean, California is just so wonderful. It's a yeah. beautiful place, beautiful place. Have you been there all your life? No, I'm originally from back east, from Connecticut. I was really? born, and then I lived in Texas, in Houston. Right. But um, since I was nine, yeah. California, and all over California, San Diego, yeah. Los Angeles, Bay Area. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. Beautiful, wonderful places. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about yourself now. Um, uh, Father Dominic is a Dominican like myself. And way back in 1989, I was was provincial of the Dominicans. I went across to the United States to a general chapter which took place in Oakland, California. And, um, And that's where we met. And I think over the years, we have sporadically been in touch with each other. And mm-hmm. it was so wonderful when I heard that you were coming to South Africa and going to be going around with a choir. Yes. And that you wanted to meet us, some of the Dominicans here, and just taste a little bit of South Africa. So you've been here a few days now. Just a few days. I got here Friday. And I hope you're enjoying it. Oh, yes. It's is, is so it, is wonderful. It, is it cold? No, not really. Well, it's chilly in the evenings, but I'm not going to complain because um, it'd be hot back in Los Angeles. Right, so, yes. Yeah. It's beautiful here. Well, Dominic, listen, let's talk a little bit about ourselves. Now, when we met, you were a student studying for the priesthood in those days, right. to be a Dominican. And, uh, and you were with a friend of yours, Father John, John, Paul, John Forte. Paul Forte. My word, yes. But we had wonderful times, just getting mm-hmm. around, meeting people, seeing new places and so on. But that, as you say, is about... 35 years ago, and a lot of water has flown mm-hmm. under the bridge mm-hmm. since those years. Tell us something about your ministry as a Dominican in the United States. My personal, yes, my sort ministry sort of thing. as I a mean, Dominican. you said you came from Connecticut. Right. Uh, you, uh, maybe what interested you in becoming a Dominican mm-hmm. and the sort of things that you've been exposed to as a Dominican, and then your particular interest has been in film. Well, you might not know this, that as a music student in college in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something crazy my last summer, and I went with this group to study Gregorian chant at the Benedictine Monastery in Salem, France. Really? And I had just been kind of coming back to the church that year, 
And I was astounded by the beauty of the music, the beauty of their way of life. And so I went back home and asked the nearest, the first priest I saw, I said, I think I might want to be a priest. Well, he was a Dominican. And then I met the Dominicans at our House of Studies in Oakland. Wonderful, joyful life together, the praying together, singing the prayer. Of course, it was all in Latin, was it? In oh, no. Not, no, no, no. Not, of course, then it was in Latin. Not English yet. By then, yeah, yes. not anymore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, although I probably would have loved that. Yes. Uh, and uh, just a beautiful life. And I then gradually embraced the preaching ministry and right. the idea of the preaching ministry and becoming a priest and leading the Eucharist. And my classmates and I, we were, we were all very interested in campus ministry university campus ministry. We call them Newman Centers in the United States and in some other places after Cardinal Newman from England. And um, I got to, I was one of those who got to do that ministry right after ordination. I was at Arizona State University. Mm -hmm. At the Newman Center, as it's called. Right, at the Newman Center. And that's just working with students. Working mainly with students. Local people will come to and and, uh, participate in the community life. What sort of thing did they do in these Newman centers? I know of these Newman centers. Yes. Um, do they have uh, social functions or do they study or do they, I don't know what they do. There's always social functions. And depending on the location, like at Arizona State, we had a decent sized place. So we had a place where students could come and study and hang out with other Catholics. Um, there's always retreats. Right to plan and then to go on. Uh, and it's just amazing how many young people come out for the Sunday masses. Um, and, and what are the sort of issues that the young people come out with? Hmm. Let's see. Um, I would say on campus, they're, they're always interested in what it means to be a Christian and what it means to be a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Because in their classrooms, they have professors who sometimes don't even respect Christianity. Um, I think most often they would, but maybe don't understand it. And then among their students, they're meeting other Christians who aren't Catholic, and they're trying to figure out, well, what does it mean to be Catholic and and Christian? And Mm. So those are their questions. Of course, they have questions about... uh, what's going on in the world. And, of course, there's questions about relationships and romance. And I I have the privilege sometimes to walk with these students as they learn how to be in relationships and learn how to respond when when they break up those relationships. So it's a privileged time. And and, and do you find any of them going on to the priesthood or something like that? Some, yes. Some, yes. we um, let one of our students from U- University of California, San Diego, we sadly let him go off to the Jesuits. But he had <laughs> gone to high school with the Jesuits, so we okay. understood that. All right. No, that was, that's a great joy. Um, but we've had some Dominicans come out of there, come too. Out as well. Okay, yeah. that's very nice. So, um, so that's this campus, you call it campus ministry. Yes. Yeah. And is it, are you normally alone, or do you work with other priests as well? Well, it's shifting a little bit. Normally, there would be at least in the old days, there were three of us. Now there's more often two of us. Sometimes now there's one of us. My good friend and classmate, Daniel, is the director at uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And he's the only friar there. He's got one or two other people on the staff. 
Yeah, as we dwindle in numbers. And is it a paid ministry? Yes. Who pays? The, the university or the diocese, or how does it work? Well, Newman Centers are the Catholic campus ministries at public universities. Right. And so we're in the United States, that would, we would never be paid by the university. Mm. Um, more often than not, probably paid by the diocese. Okay. A lot of our ministries are uh, uh, funded in part by the diocese because mm. we have mostly students coming, and so right. we can't raise enough money to all right. support our staff. Okay, all right. And uh, so when the students are on holiday, you're on holiday. That's Sometimes, but um, I'd say most of the campus ministries that we're at, at least in the Western United States, we keep going because we have enough townsfolk who come and expect to have a worshiping community on Sundays. Things slow down okay. yes, yes, during yes. the summer months, which okay. is our holiday. And it gives you an opportunity possibly of doing retreats, giving retreats. Yes, yes. Mm, 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 mm. Is the province very strong in the western part of the states? I would say fairly strong. We've been, in the sense of numbers, we've dwindled some since I joined some 35, 30 plus years ago. But we've held off at about 150, and each year we get about six friars lately who are right. interested. And of course, they won't all stay, but right. um, yeah. which is good for them and right. sometimes good for us. Right. But and are they yeah. all from California, or do they come from other parts of these states? Uh, all other parts of the states, we're, we're a large region, the western United States, yeah. and we're, concent we're concentrated in the western, the coast, right. and especially that's California, right, yes. but up through Oregon and Portland and Seattle right. um, and universities okay. there, too. All right. um, but we're concentrated especially along the coast and especially in California. We've got friars coming from other places to join, sometimes even from back right. east, say. Okay, all right. Tell me, Dominic, um, what about the influence of Spanish in the province? I would think that California would be very Spanish. It is very Spanish. We require our students to learn Spanish. Okay. Now, when I was a student, that requirement was, wasn't taken as seriously as it should have been. Not for want of desire, but resources, too. Right. It's expensive to take time to learn, and the best way to learn is to spend some time. For us, it would be in Mexico, right. and we did some of that. But it's it's difficult. But right. more and more, they're taking that seriously. Right. Um, at many of the places we're at, we do have some ministry in mm -hmm. Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, a Sunday mass or two will be in Spanish. Okay. We... It, we lead the parish in Mexicali, Mexico, which is in Mexico, just on the other side of the border with California. Right, okay. Tell me, are there, are there vocations, are there many vocations in California? Well, for the friars, um, it's dwindled some. When I was, when I entered, there were 12 of us, mm -hmm. and nowadays about six often will come, yeah. but we can't count on that. Okay. Um, and other religious orders or diocesan other, priests? For vocations, I would say similar. Um, mm. For the priests, they're just kind of, we probably do a little bit better than a lot of other entities, other mm. orders and okay. other dioceses right. for some reason. Um, the sisters tend to, most of those congregations uh, are having even a harder time yes. Uh, yes. getting 
new vocations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bishops, are they mainly religious or diocesan bishops? Mainly diocesan. Okay. Because yeah. here in South Africa, many of the bishops are religious. Yeah. yeah. I think in the old days that yeah. would have been more true. Our province, I think, is similar to your province here, Emil, mm. um, in that we were kind of a missionary province right. uh, developed yes, yes, 100 yes, years yes. ago, yes, yes. a lot of parishes, right. and then they would look to us to be yeah. bishops. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Let's go a little bit more into your life now. I mean, you were ordained, you're doing campus ministry, but uh, interesting, you, sp you spoke about your, your interest in music. I didn't realize you had a, a deep interest in music like that. Right. Have uh, you produced any music yourself? Well, um, my classmate, who we talked about earlier, Father John Paul Forte, he and I have been singing together from the beginning. And we put together a concert some dozen years ago or so. Just It was meant to be a one-time thing. And we decided, let's adapt that so that we can take it on the road, a cappella, which some of your listeners will know means without accompaniment. That's right. And then we recorded, we recorded a lot of that music on a CD. And then since then, we've done another CD with original songs, a lot of Dominican texts, a lot of Dominican saints inspired these songs. Uh, John Paul and I wrote them. And so this new CD, it's called Maintain the Light. We and want it. We want it. Yes, well, you I... You make sure you leave it behind. I will definitely leave. leave it behind, yes. <laughs> and I'll make sure you listen to That's it. That's exactly, yeah. yes. You know, yeah. Often I want to play Dominican music, and we don't have much Dominican yeah. music, you know. Is that, what was that man's name, Marciano? Yeah, Jim Marciando. Marciando, yes. I think we've got his CD. Yeah, here. he's got some nice stuff. Yes, There's yes. a lot of friars um, doing different things. Right. And so this is our flavor. And, and we thought this would be very helpful... Uh, probably some of your listeners know we Dominicans just celebrated our 800th anniversary. That's right, and, yes. But, uh, and now we're celebrating 100 years in South that's Africa. That's right. So, yeah. uh, you know. But you know what might be a good thing one day is if we as Dominicans get together and people like yourself and myself and others who are involved in media and in music and television and so on just come together and, yes. and share about this, uh, you know, about this, this apostolate because it's, it's a powerful apostolate. It's a powerful yes. medium that we have. Yes. Do you know Eric Salabir? You would know him. Yes, from of course. I know he was just out. At, we did a project together some years ago, and we went to a meeting together in Rome some years ago, and he was just out in Los Angeles, so we got together. Very good. Lovely man. Yeah. Lovely. So lovely he's person. been involved uh, yeah. in our media, promoting our media worldwide, right. and he used to be involved in television in France, and right. he's been more involved recently in the, uh, tech, how technology, uh, the morality, the ethics of yeah. People involved in technology. Right, yes. No, great. Now, he was here. He came, he came yeah. here with a diocesan priest, and we had a, a meeting, uh, a workshop together. It was very good. But anyway, that's your, so music is in your veins. Yes. My mother used to gather my brother and sister and me around the piano. Really? She would play, and we would sing, and... And so I've always sung. Wonderful. Music yeah. in your blood. Yeah. But now you've, you've branched out over the years into, into other areas of, of media. That's Tell right. Tell us about that now. Well, when I was still a student, I found out that Dominicans were involved in film and television. And so after I was ordained, I began exploring an interest in filmmaking. I went to a couple community college courses just to see how I took to that. I really loved it. And so then my province sent me to 
three-year program in filmmaking at Chapman University in Southern California. I had a great experience there, and so I've been making, continued to make movies since then, wow. sometimes full-time, sometimes alongside my campus ministry work. Yes. And, is, it, yeah. is it a very demanding, a demanding exercise? Very, very. I think similar to your radio yes. and other media work, yes. because you're always, you're always doing several things. You're always creating. You're always figuring out what you're going to do next. You're always gathering people to you, and you're always trying to find the money to do it. And it's also, I would say, it's a great act of faith to put a film together. I say God is my executive producer, and I try to remember that because... It's very risky. You're, it's, it's a miracle when you finally get all the people together yeah. to do the hardest part, which is the film shoot. Right. But you're working for sometimes years before then to create the script and, the, and the, get the money. And then you're working sometimes months and a year or more after editing. And so it's very risky. Um, just It's putting yourself out there in a really risky way. How, how do you do this? I mean... To, to to make a film, you've, you need to have something you're going to film about. Mm. Uh, do you take it from a book or do you suddenly wake up one morning and say, oh, you know, that's – and, and, and start off from an idea that you have when you woke up or how does it work? For me, and I've been working mostly in fictional dramatic films, the ideas kind of come out of the blue. Now – you know, sometimes that happens because I've been writing and writing ideas and exploring things. And so that's, I've, I've, and praying, and so you've laid the groundwork for these ideas to right. seemingly come out of the blue. Right. Um, but they do sometimes feel like they just come, hopefully from God. Yes. And they do sometimes feel like they come out of the air. And sometimes, but then you kind of have to make a commitment. Right. You know, with a film project, it's a big, long commitment. Mm. And you have to think, now, is this project, is this idea worthy of two, three, four, five years mm. of time and of all that effort and money people will be contributing? Is it something that I can maintain my interest in? Right. in? Is it something that's only timely now yeah. and won't be other, won't capture other people's interests in three, four, five years? Um, but it does, for me, often just come out of the blue, and then I just I feel like this is it. This is it. And, and, yeah. and when you've produced the film, what do you do with it? Do you, does it go on the rounds, or do you enter big competitions? Or Yeah, the traditional way, which I've tried to work in the past, is to submit these films to film festivals. That helps them get some exposure, some audience, hopefully an award or two. And then there's more interest. I'm not the best marketer. Um, I always have my work available through our website. But, um, but I haven't. And there's been some very small television markets that these films have shown on. But it's been very small. Right, yes, yes. So I could... People wouldn't have seen my movies in their local theaters. Oh, okay. oh, at least not yes. yet. But you've done, you've done several, though. Yeah. Yeah. A handful that I still show. <laughs> and are you working on any at the moment? Not right now. My most recent one is about a 
girl being initiated initiated into a gang and into a church at the same time. Okay. She's an African-American girl. She's deaf yeah. um, on the streets of Los Angeles. And um, that's a full-length film. And uh, that oh. was a really wonderful project to work on. So that you're still working on now? I finished it. You finished it now? Yeah. Okay, and right. now I'm... I'm I'm kind of waiting for that inspiration, but knowing that I can't wait. I need to make maybe, time. Maybe something is bitten in South Africa <laughs> yeah, now. You'll I'm go hoping, back and say, hey, I'm hoping I'm for that. Do that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes, fantastic. Traveling, do you do a lot of travel? Not a whole lot. No. But I do love to travel. Yes, yes. And I'm traveling with the choir. And That's right. this is choir organization out of the United States that puts these wonderful trips together. They go all over the world. Last summer I went with them to Bosnia and this summer it's South Africa and it's just a great way to travel is ah. to bring music with you, to yeah. receive music yeah. and to have these cultural exchanges. Great music in Africa. Great music. Oh, yeah. And the rhythms of Africa. I oh. mean, if you go up West Africa, for example, the wonderful rhythms there. I remember once a friend of mine, he was a Komboni missionary, still now, and in Kenya, and he had a great collection of music, African music. And he played a piece, and he said, where do you think this comes from? I said, hmm, Brazil? He said, no, it comes from Mali. I said, Mali? Wow. That rhythm? He said, well, where do you think Brazil and uh, South America got their, their rhythms from? From the slaves who went across to uh, South America, and they kept their music. So there's wonderful music in, in, in especially, I love West African music. Wonderful rhythms and so on. Beautiful. We had a great experience with at the with the choir at mass yesterday, and then they invited us, a couple of us Americans visiting, to their rehearsal afterwards. Yeah. And I was amazed at the complexity of some of the rhythms, mm -hmm. not just vocally, but then their movements. Yeah. And to ask a choir back in the United States to do that. Yeah. That would be a huge ask. Really? You know, we just haven't yes. we haven't developed that sophistication. Yes, 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 singers yes, yes, wouldn't yes. have developed as a as a group. There wouldn't be most singers wouldn't have developed that right, rhythmic yeah. right. sophistication. Yes, 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 so yes, yes. really great. Beautiful. Well, I'm glad you were exposed to yeah. it anyway. So yeah. there it is: a music ministry, television ministry. Your general ministry as a Dominican in the States? I mean, you love being a Dominican. You've been a Dominican now, what, 35, 40 years? Yeah, yeah, I love it. And um, I actually don't know what I'm going to do next, which is a frightening but also wonderful place to be. I'm, I'm on sabbatical for the year. Yes. Part of that is because we just, I have the opportunity to do this because we sadly just left this campus ministry I was at in San Diego. Right. That ministry will continue, but we Dominicans have left it. And But that, uh, the fortune, the good blessing of that is that it's given me this year yes. of just to, right. for rest and renewal and to discover right. where God leads me next. Right. And right. it'll probably be in campus ministry right. or parish ministry right. because that's where we really need men. Right. But I'll continue to do the film. Music, you know, I didn't tell you my other classmate, Daniel, who's at Nevada, the right. University of Nevada, Las Vegas, right. doing the campus ministry, he's a magician. Oh. So together, <laughs> we're Torch 3M, Dominican Movies, Music, and Magic. Torch, some of you will know, that yeah. is, is a good Dominican symbol. Right. And uh, so 
Dominican movies, music, and magic. And he's a magician. Yeah. Wow, fancy that. The spiritual magic of Father Daniel. And he does wonderful shows uh, where he talks about the saints and scripture stories, gospel stories, in a funny way, in a very moving way. And he's, it's just terrific. Isn't that fantastic? I mean, one never hears of that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And, and see, now he's in Las Vegas, right. where some of his mentors live. Las Vegas is famous for its magicians. Right, yes, yes, yes. And yes. so now he lives close to some of his mentors. And, oh, there yeah. we go. Anyway, there it is. So, look, it's so interesting talking to you after all these years, mm-hmm. 35 years. And uh, I wish you well with your sabbatical. And I hope that the choir, they haven't arrived yet, have they? No, they're, we're meeting in a week. A week's time. And then you're traveling around the country? Yes. We'll be in um, Polokwane. Did I say it right? That's right. Exactly right. We'll be very briefly in Soweto. Right. At at some sort of choral festival at the Methodist Church on Sunday, August 13th. I wish I had more information. Okay. And then we'll be some days in Cape Town. Very good. That's where I come from. Yes. (laughs) Beautiful city. You'll see. You'll love it. Beautiful. Anyway, there is, well, Dominic, listen, thank you so much. It's so nice talking to you. We've been talking now for almost a half an hour, and uh, it's just great just to touch base with you again. I wish you well. Have a wonderful sabbatical. I hope something new will come out of your experience in South Africa, some ideas for a film, and uh, and do enjoy not just singing in the choirs as you go around now, but enjoy South Africa because mm. it is a beautiful country. Mm. Lovely, lovely country. Going up north to Polokwane and you're going to be going through some beautiful parts of the world up there. Really very, very nice. Mm. And then, of course, Cape Town is... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so grateful and blessed to be here. Yes. And God bless you. Thank and you. God bless your listeners. And perhaps you all can pray that I will get inspired for my continued ministries here in South Africa. There we go. That was Father Dominic DeLay, a Dominican priest working in the United States of America, in California particularly, and involved in so many things, music, television, making films, and that sort of thing. And just lovely talking to him. And as I said, I got to know him many years ago in Oakland in California. Dominic, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. God bless you. Right, there we go. That was my interview with Dominic. And uh, he's a musician. And he gave me a CD. And I thought, why not? We've listened to him. Let's hear a song that he wrote. And it really is about St. Dominic speaking to God or about God as he walked along the road. <laughs> 